Welcome to the Knicks Take Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Focused, alongside. I got a new name I think you're going to like. Finally, you're going to like a name. I got a name. I got a name. You ready? French, the bro host. Uh (laughs) We're a weekly podcast (laughs) where we talk about the most intriguing Knicks news of the week. If you want to find our socials, all you got to do is check out our Twitter at the Knicks Take, Instagram, the Knicks Take, Facebook.com slash Knicks Take Media, YouTube, Knicks Take Videos, and our website is coming real soon. Uh, that was that was all right. That was all right. I, I like that. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> let's get let's get to uh, I want to say weekly recap, but. Uh, yeah, we done we done left y'all hanging for a little bit, y'all. But we back, figured it all out. We, we bike. figured it all out. Apparently, I need a new camera, so you know. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to have too many long unscheduled uh, hiatuses again. So we're gonna start off as we have been as as these playoffs are going along with a little playoff update. And uh, last last time we spoke, me and French were waiting for. The Nets and Bucks Nets game. And Bucks and Philly game seven. and Atlanta. I think we already talked about the Clippers. I don't know if we've said the Clippers. I don't know if the Clippers had beaten the Jazz yet or if they were on en route, but Clippers ended up beating the Jazz in six. And we were waiting on Brooklyn to take that L to the Milwaukee Bucks. That calm, cool, collected L. KD hit that nice little turnaround post fadeaway to force overtime. Should have been a three. To Brooklyn fans, but to Knicks fans, we were good to see that game going to overtime and for the Bucks to still that win and hard and still ain't show up in a playoff in like eight years. I got to give it to them, though. I, I'm not even going to front, especially KD. Uh, KD was... Yeah, KD ooh, could give it up, too. Jeez. Joe Harris, all the mother guys... I know, I know we a few weeks late to this, but like, we just gotta that get our, get this off our chest, cause KD was good. hooping. That boy real good. Not that boy good. That oh, boy man. special. But I'm gonna give it up to them. I'm not even gonna harp on Harden because, you know, he, his, that hamstring stuff is no, no joke to play with. Yeah, but what about last year? Stop, stop. And the year before shit. that. Uh, and the year before that. <laughs> all I know is thank you, Harden, for having a hamstring issue. My homeboy better pay me my money. Yeah, so. <laughs> Atlanta also ended up taking Philly to seven and winning. Yeah. yeah. Giving the Knicks fans to use the excuse up, you see? At least we won the game. I don't know. That 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 Hawks team was actually kind of good. We we lost in five, but you see what they're doing in in the East. They about to go to the finals if if Trey Young hoop out tonight in game give, seven. I still don't know if I want to give Atlanta that, that much credit. Like Alright, but listen to this though. I understand you might not you might not be ready to give them their credit. I'm gonna give them their credit. 
And I would much rather see Atlanta go to the finals than Milwaukee. That's just me. I don't. <laughs> Why not? I feel like Atlanta and Phoenix in the finals could be a lot, a, a much better matchup than Milwaukee and Phoenix. I'd rat- Atlanta beat them last time they played. Okay. We beat Atlanta last time they played until the playoffs. So I. I think Phoenix and Atlanta match up pretty well. They got a lot of young wings, so. three and D players. I, don't think, so. I, I don't, think Phoenix. I, I think Milwaukee. I think, Phoenix is, I think Milwaukee is too uh, too wishy washy. No, yeah. I, I agree with you in that. Milwaukee is definitely really wishy washy. But I got Phoenix winning whoever comes out of the East. And me too. And I would. I think this Milwaukee team is better than this Atlanta team when fully healthy. And, yeah, I, I. I mean they they. Yeah, they're the better team, but who's who? Like the more exciting team to watch is Atlanta. Eh, I don't care. I don't care about them being. The most I exciting. I feel like that personally. I had to watch them in person and watch them beat the Knicks in Game One. Yeah, nobody told you to do that. And it's just like if I wasn't if I wasn't a Knicks fan, I would be able to watch watch that game and enjoy just Atlanta hoop like that and Trey Young. Hoop like a young superstar like I is playing. Right, I'm gonna say this. I'd much rather see Trey Young and Chris Paul in the in the finals. I'm gonna say this. Atlanta doesn't cakewalk to the second round if Julius Randle plays like Julius Randle, and we have Mitchell Robinson. Atlanta. That's hard to say. Doesn't get out of. The- we lost in five games. Yeah, you you could say that we might get get to seven, but Atlanta. Had more talent than I us agree. No, I, I, throughout I said that the entire jump. roster. I said that from jump. Atlanta's Trey Young was still going to be hooping yeah, 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 yeah. regardless. I'm not saying that the Knicks win. So I ain't going to just say we take it. I'm that not saying yet. the Knicks win. We go to seven. But I'm saying that it's, we don't lose in five. And it's questionable. Yeah. It's like You could make the argument that the Knicks would win. You could make the Philly argument. comes into the second round with, with Hurt and B. Everybody's hurt. Now, we, now on, a lot of people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Everybody's yeah, hurt. Yeah, we make excuses for who we want. Who we want to make excuses for? I understand. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Philly comes into that round with 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 her Embiid, and Simmons shows who he really is. But I'm not even gonna put it too much on on, on Simmons. No, I'm not actually. No, I will put it on. I Simmons? will put it on Simmons. But beyond that, even if Simmons plays the way he plays, I still think Philly takes that. If I think Embiid is 100 healthy, you know, for all the games. And then I want to throw a curveball after you finish. And then they're playing Milwaukee, and granted, Trey Young got hurt, but Giannis is hurt. Like, if they get out of this round, it's like, okay, who, like, who am I supposed to respect? Like, all right, I, I, I respect that y'all beat this team. Like, y'all are clearly the better team outside of the Knicks, and and the Knicks they didn't even play the way that they normally play. Like, I, I don't. I'm I'm more upset at how the Knicks played than I am at how than like oh the Hawks is nice like I I don't no, I don't the I don't, Hawks I don't, was balling we're not gonna do that the if Hawks they if they go into the finals and they play against CP3 and Devin Booker and them boys and they take them to six and seven even if they lose I'll give it to them I was like all right they earned that like, obviously yeah. I was hating they but, earned their way to the finals too if, but, uh, if that's but, the case nah at this point I'm like. No, they're a good. They're a really good team, but I, do I think that they like? Do I think they should be in the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't. I don't think they should. The be Knicks were not going to beat Philly with even a hurt Embiid and with Ben Simmons playing like that. 
I was I would if the Knicks got out of the first round, I would have liked to see how that would have played out. I don't I'm not going to say that they wouldn't, but I didn't think that Hawks were going to beat a uh, hurt Embiid Sixers team. I if thought there was a chance. No, I did. I didn't think so. I thought that they wasn't getting out of the second round, and I didn't think. I thought even if they got out of the second round, and I gave it, I put it on Embiid being hurt. I don't. I didn't have them having a chance of coming out of the conference finals. No, I have enough. I. I have enough respect for them to say that they would get wins in the series. I have enough respect for them to be like, I wins. I would wins. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it go six. I have enough respect for them for that, but. I don't see this. I don't see this Hawks team going to the conference finals as currently constructed ever again. I don't think. I like, think they're gonna get better next year. Like I thought, like if because the Knicks of what were to, happened this uh, season. I thought if the Knicks were gonna make it to the conference finals, it would be exactly for the reason that the Hawks made it to the finals. And B got hurt in first round, and he's coming into the second round hurt, and Ben Simmons doesn't show out, and, and that's how they get it to the conference finals. That's exactly how I would think the Knicks would have made it, if anything. Not because I think that the Knicks are good enough to be a conference finals team. But because they played against the Hawks in the first round, got out of that. They play a hurt Embiid in, in the second round, and, and then if they get to the finals, you could say, "Well, Giannis got hurt in game what three, four? Like, ah. it don't matter. They still beat Giannis twice. They 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 deserve respect, but I don't. I still don't. I still want to see them and. But go ahead. I'm gonna I let you finish. Wanna, but I, I, I still want to see what a healthy Hawks team does against any healthy championship contender team, and I want to see how far that series goes. I don't think that they go seven against a fully healthy championship contender. They were up when Giannis got hurt, and they were yeah. looking like they were clearly the better team when Giannis got hurt. Just to be fair. I, 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 I think that I think that you can make the team that 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 case for every team that the Bucks have played in this playoffs that they know. they've looked like the worst team and then they turn around except for the Heat excuse me the Heat the Heat in Game One like, oh the Heat might be the better team and then they got smoked after that but the Bucks are not a consistent team until they turn it on and decide they're not losing a game but you comparing them to the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> That's not telling you something. Who? The Hawks. You saying every other team in the but playoffs, the but that Nets, was the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets ain't, ain't the Brooklyn Nets without without uh, Kyrie and Gimp Harden. But Kyrie was playing in the series though until he was. got hurt. But when he was playing in that series, the Nets was the team looking like the better team, right? Right. I agree. I agree with that, but. I still think that gate that series goes seven because I that's how much respect I have for the Bucks, and maybe I'm just maybe it's maybe that's the casual fan of me. But I I, I was like I can see they're both I can see if they're both healthy I see the Nets taking it in seven, but I think it goes seven. I don't think I I, I don't have that much faith faith in this Hawks team. You know, if they win this series, then I might start changing my tune. I, feel I like- might start changing my tune if they if they win this series. But I still kind of feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of injuries and just teams not playing the way that they can play to get you to the finals, as opposed to some of the other grittier performances like we've seen in the Western Conference. I feel like the the Hawks are kind of like the Suns of the East. The only thing they're missing is a Chris Paul. Well, not even a Chris Paul. Another a secondary scorer. I was gonna say a Devin Booker, but. Nah, I was going to say a Devin Booker kind of player because the Hawks don't have a Devin Booker, but they have an elite uh, 
Well, I'm not gonna call Clint Capella an elite big man, but a solid. He's he's solid. He's a solid he's big solid. man. They have a a playmaking point guard who's a fantastic scorer. He could score any way he wants to: floater, threes, draw fouls. He's versatile, and Devin Booker is probably the only difference between these one th- these two teams. I don't see Giannis and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez. I, I, I respect them all as players, but I just would rather see the Suns. That's just me. But we can move on to the next one. I was going to say the, the curve. Leading. You said what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to switch topics a little bit. I was going to say the Bucks are leading 3-2 in the, in, in the series right now. Yeah. And Trey Young's no, coming Trae back Young. tonight. No Giannis in the last couple games, but Trey Young is playing tonight while Giannis has been confirmed out. Yeah. Now, before you transition, what happens if the Hawks lose this game? Series done. I know the series is done. How does that affect what we just said? It doesn't. I feel like why? If the if the Hawks lose to a Giannis a Giannisless Bucks team when they have Trey Young, I'm not going to ignore everything that happened in the playoffs before this point. I'm still going to say you too. The Hawks are a really good team. I I don't want you to I don't want you to to, to mishear what I'm saying. The Hawks are a really good. All right, team. So what are you really? I don't asking? think that they're a championship contender. That's all I'm saying. I don't think they're a championship contender. I don't think that in a normal circumstance. I I, I feel like them getting either. to the Eastern Conference Finals is akin to the Knicks getting to the Eastern Conference was Finals. Even though I think that the Hawks are a better team than the Knicks. I I just don't. I think in a normal series, in a normal season, they would not be here. That's all. I, that's all. But I, I agree with that. Yeah. I just feel like it would be more entertaining if they made it to the finals because I of the agree. matchup. But I, I, I think that I think that they will get one less game than the Bucks would. So either way, the Suns is going to win. I think. so. I just think it'll be a, a a more entertaining group of games. But the 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 curveball that I was going to throw at you was this: uh, for, me and a friend. Of the, I don't know why I'm stuttering so much. Me and my friend were. We're talking about the potential of a Ben Simmons Kyrie trade, right? And I was saying how both sides benefit from this, right? But Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving. Okay. He was saying how the Nets would be worse because of this trade. What's your two cents on that? Do you feel like the Nets are still going to win the championship with Ben Simmons instead of Kyrie? Do you feel like they're worse? The Nets would be worse. The Nets would be worse because I don't think the value Ben Simmons would bring is that is anywhere close to the kind of clutch factor and big game moment shit that Kyrie does. Kyrie is Kyrie is like all three of them boys, Kyrie, KD, James Harden, all of them are better than Ben Simmons. And even though Ben Simmons is a better defender than probably all three of them combined, I I, I still think mm-hmm. that when they step it up on the defensive end, it it, it it's enough. It's, it's it's enough to to get you a championship whereas Ben Simmons lack of offense kills you when he's on the court. It does. It I does. It so. does kill you. Like, like he, like he. You he want to know why score, I disagree? But there's a reason he's getting killed on Twitter now. Like, 
it's the reason he's getting killed on Twitter. So so you're not getting even value, even even with what Ben Simmons brings defensively and all the other good things he does on the court. Because it's not just his defense that's is the reason why he's on the court. But I I just think Kyrie wins you a game, whereas Ben Simmons can lose you one. Here's my perspective. When you have KD and Harden on the team, you don't need your third guy to be this showtime scorer. Like, you don't need all that because you have all the scoring that you need in James Harden and, and KD. What Brent Simmons brings to the game is an elite third option and all the other things that the first two guys don't do. The Nets were a horrible defensive team. They immediately improved with Ben Simmons. They're a better rebounding team with Ben Simmons. And with James Harden off the court, you can have him run the one. And you don't worry so much more about, oh, he can't score. He can't do this and that because he's getting other guys involved. The Joe Harris's of the world, the 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 Nick Claxton of the world, all the other guys that you're going to need in the playoffs I- to win. You got all these other guys in a rhythm. And you got your two top guys in the rhythm. On top of that, you have good defense on whatever primary ball handlers on the other team. You have elite rebounding. And you have elite playmaking on the court at all times. You can't say that is the same as a Kyrie Irving on the Nets because when Kyrie's on the court, it's just more scoring uh, and then that's it. A little bit too. Yeah, Harris, this, is, a little this might bit. be too Not to Ben Simmons and, level. And you could be absolutely right. I, I don't think it's worth arguing. But... This might be too simplistic in why I disagree with you. I think that the Nets get to the Eastern Conference Finals with Kyrie. I don't know if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals if you put Ben Simmons in there. But who's beating them? I, I all I'm talking all I'm talking first about team that pops into your head seven when KD was going off and but he had played. He, this is like his second game where he's playing all these minutes and he and they're going to him for shot after shot like. He 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 needed somebody else to score at that point because he was he was the offensive load. Nobody else could score on the Nets. If you have Kyrie there, you don't have he doesn't have to shoulder that load. You put Ben Simmons on there and you ask him to do that. Well, it's not going to happen. And but that's not what you're going to ask Ben Simmons to do. You're going to ask Ben Simmons to get the stop so that they ain't going to yeah, overtime. That's also true, but elite offense, elite that's offense all I'm always. Trumps over elite defense. That, now, well, you need, you need a, a balance yes, of you both. Absolutely need a to balance win. to win, especially to win the championship. The Nets team this year was supposed to be the all over the the overwhelming offense because their defense yeah, was terrible. They were, they were supposed to be the overwhelming offense and prove that defense doesn't matter in the playoffs. And then they got they got yeah, sent the body here. Can't talk about that like Kyrie was playing the entire time and got sent. Like I think I do think that they make it to the championship. They get the championship if they're fully healthy. I do believe that. Like my my like thing has always been, regardless. they've been hurt all year. So to expect that that's the thing that they were going to be healthy throughout the playoffs was a little bit of a stretch for me. But if they were healthy, I was going to give it up. I was yeah, they're going to win the championship if they're healthy. But and that's that's, that's the, the only thing. thing is that they're not that they weren't healthy and. and that's the thing. That was another the, thing I was like, talking about. If that's the only thing that would sway it in the Ben Simmons favor is that Ben Simmons would be healthy, whereas Kyrie or whoever you want to put in there in that trade would not be healthy. And that that might swing it in that direction because 
we saw it. Kyrie couldn't make it. Kyrie couldn't make it to that to that game seven. Ben Simmons was there. At, at, he didn't play great, but he was at least there, and that's better than nothing. So, yeah, you know, I that was the that was the one point that I forgot to mention was that Kyrie being healthy is a question mark. He's not guaranteed to be healthy in the playoffs. Ben Simmons, he's shown that he can be healthy enough to get to the playoffs and survive a long playoff run. But you can't guarantee that Kyrie's going to be there. That's another reason why I would make that trade if I was Brooklyn. But that's just me. So, I guess we're going to... So, now we're going to transition to the... To, from the playoffs, we're going to transition into Olympic basketball where we got a chance to get a good look at some of our Knicks. Huge congrats to them boys, Obi Toppin and Quickly, who just got off, who just got their invite to the USA select team in Vegas to practice against the Olympic team that'll be heading out to Tokyo later this summer. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> and then we're going to train. <laughs> that was a lot, right? That was a lot. <laughs> but yeah, them boys, man. Like, I, first of all, I'm going to say I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting neither one of them to get that invite. Me neither. Quickly's been getting crazy. Like, he's been getting snubbed crazy That's all year. That's exactly why, though. Like, he's been getting snubbed. He's been getting disrespected. He, like... Yeah. And then him and Obi, who Obi, I'm like, all right. Like, I, I'm happy for him, but I'm surprised. I'm even more surprised to see Obi get that, that invite than, than Quickly. Uh I'm not surprised. You want to know why I wasn't surprised? Because I looked at the rest of that roster. (laughs) (laughs) John Jenkins got an invite. and He's in a G League. Like, bro, how much of these young players are from overseas? RJ Barrett, Canada. Nikhil Alexander, I didn't even know was from Canada. Canada. I'm only mentioning so many Canada players because I was watching the game earlier with Never mind. I'm going I'm to leave that for later. <laughs> but, yeah, America doesn't seem to have too many young prospects. Is Anthony Edwards on that team? Let me, let's, let me go back and look at that list while you, while you take over here. <laughs> I was surprised to see that. But, yeah, when I did look at the rest of that team, too, I did say, yeah, you know what? I can see it. And then I tried to think of, like, some other young guys that sh- maybe should have got invited. Yeah, and Edwards they're on, on the there. regular they're on. They're either on the regular team or they're part of the select team. So yeah, it's probably slim pickings when it comes to the good players. Uh, I'm not mad at it. I don't think either one of them is gonna actually join the regular team in the Olympics. I think. Do select players join the Olympic team? They they play against them in scrimmage. They practice with them, and they have the opportunity to join that team. As a result of in case of an injury, yeah, I think in case of injury they can get they can get sent up all that stuff. I don't think there's anything. I don't I don't see anything happening where you will be seeing Obi and quickly in any of the Olympic games. But man, get Kevin Love out of there and give us Obi Toppin on the Olympic team. What's up? I would love to see. So love to see. It'd be perfect in in Tokyo. Yeah, but it you know it is what it is. That it's the experience. They get to play with some of the NBA's best against the the U.S.'s best. They they get to play with them and practice with them and learn from some of the best coaches and all of that. It's a great experience, and hopefully, it's gonna we're gonna reap some rewards from it in the next season. Now, you you want to take this one or you want me to take it? 
We got we got to transition to our boy R.J. Barrett in the bump. No, nah, I'm not even going to violate <laughs> Canada. The Canada Czech Republic game was a pretty good game. Uh, well, we just before we get to that Czech Republic game, let let me let's give them their respect, right? Yeah, they played two they games before games. that. They played two games before that. They beat China, and I forget who the other team they played. But we got a lot of good RJ clips out of that. We seen a good RJ step back three. RJ in transition with the dunk. You seen them? You see? You seen those? Yeah, right? I saw them. Saw them on Twitter. Yeah, a lot of good RJ. A lot of RJ clips. We got to see Andrew Wiggins show out you know, in them games, and then uh, then this game happened today where they played Czech Czech boys, who yeah. have maybe two NBA players on it, and this game was for. You have to win this game in order to move on to the Olympics. They had to win this game and the next game. And French, you know what happened in this game? Yeah, checkmate. You got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> you threw me the alley. I just I completely <laughs> I completely fumbled and airballed it, my bad. <laughs> Canada got knocked the out. Yeah, Canada, uh, the RJ. Yeah, that's you, it. You let me down with this one. That's it. No Olympics for you, Canada. And yeah. I don't. And I looked at that Canada team. I was like, oh, that's an NBA. That's an NBA player. That's another NBA player. Nah, yeah, those, Trey Lyles, Lou Dort. Like seventy-five percent of his team is NBA players. And Wiggins I changed check. my perspective on him from from the way he was playing too. Who Wiggins? Wiggins. Yeah, I, it, I look at him a little different looking, now. I'm gonna tell you what he was looking dirt in probably the first three quarters. Three and a half quarters of this game. Like I, I watch. I started. I put this game on maybe in, at halftime. I put it on. In the and when I put it on, RJ was already the leading scorer. He had like sixteen points. Everybody else was bricking. RJ was trying to pass it to everybody, and they were all bricking threes. They were at like nineteen percent from three by the time I put the game on. They were down by however many points. Check kept putting it up to double digits. It was. They were up ten. With a minute left in the game, and that's when I turned the game off. French I'm turned like, it ah. off. I'm talking to Ayaka, our father. I'm talking, telling him, hey, Canada's about to lose this game. They're down ten. He's like, "There's so much time left," and I'm like, "Yeah, there's a minute left now. They're down 10. And Czech proceeds to choke the 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 end of the game away. Like they kept fouling Canada. Canada gets to within three. Check brings it back up to eight. Canada hits hits a hits some free throws. Then RJ Barrett hits a three to bring it down to three. And then I don't know if it was Wiggins or if it was what's this Nikhil Alexander. Nikhil Alexander I, hit clutch three off of RJ's pass. Hit, hit a clutch hit hit a clutch three to send it to overtime. That was I was like, oh, it was like. It was like five seconds left in the game. And I was like, yo, are they really about to send this into overtime with a three? And he splashed it. I called my, my got off the phone with my father. Yeah, this is about to be over. I'm about to start the podcast, whatever, whatever. Hang up on him. And then in like 20 seconds, they tie the game up. I call him back. It goes to voicemail. I'm like, uh, you're not going to believe this. But Canada just sent it to overtime. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to call you and let you know that, yeah, this, this game wasn't over. And then I like go to take a shower, and Canada proceeds to lose it in overtime. 
Yeah, I turned the game back on after you texted me like, yo, it's in overtime. I'm like, what? I turned the game on. It's a tie game. I'm like, what's going on here? And then I see RJ missing a few clutch baskets that would have put the game away. And I'm just like, oh, he still got work to do. So maybe it's not a bad thing that they lost because now RJ's going to get a chance to go back to New York, hang out with the crew, get in that, get in that uh, workout room, get in that gym, develop some skills with the coaching staff, build some chemistry with Luca. Even though he didn't play, even though he probably missed a couple of important shots in that game. He was hooping throughout these few, few games. I ain't going to lie. He, you could argue that he was either Canada's second best player. At worst, he was their third best player. Or you could say he was tied with Wiggins for first best. Because he, cause he, he did it all. He did it all for Canada. He, he passed the ball. He got rebounds. He hit clutch shots. He, he showed enough to, to, to be like, yeah, if, if he keeps playing like this and Wiggins keeps, keeps improving, Canada is probably eventually going to make it into the Olympics. I don't think that they're ever going to win yeah. unless they get somebody who's really good. Yeah. But That's what I was gonna RJ, say. Has, RJ showed that he can be a top two Canadian basketball player. Which isn't which saying a lot. I don't know lot. if that means anything. That's not but, saying a lot. Corey Joseph. But when you there. represent when you represent in a country, that's that that's something that you could, you know, that's a little flex. That's a little flex yeah, you put out flex. there. You know, and, and I th- I think he I, I felt like Canada actually did RJ a disservice, especially in this game. He should have had I felt like RJ should have had at least ten assists in this game. And Canada just kept missing open threes, and he was scoring. He he was he 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 was one of the top three scorers in, in for Canada. I think they really did him a disservice, and I, I think that they missed him a lot of on a lot of open shots too. He was they did the Alfred Payton looked at him, pretended they were going to pass it to him, and then drove to the basket when he was wide open in the corner, or not in the corner, or you know, in the on the elbow, mm-hmm. and. I feel I felt like Canada didn't trust Canada didn't trust RJ enough in the moment when he is their at worst third best player. Yeah, Wiggins hit a big shot. I was wondering why they didn't go to Wiggins more often. I think I think Canada has an issue in terms of these guys don't know each other that well yet. Isn't that everything? Don't trust each other. Not Czech, maybe, because Czech doesn't have a lot of NBA talent on their roster. But every team that does have NBA talent on their roster, I feel like they don't have the chemistry that these other countries would have. Well, some, some of these, some of these teams do play play together every year. You know, when in the off season, mm-hmm. you know, some of these, some of these other countries get together, prep for the Olympics, and all that stuff. So by the time. The actual Olympics comes, they have somewhat of a rapport. That was the thing with the U.S. Like every year they had different players at a certain time. And then eventually they got the bronze medal because the talent gap in the, between the U.S. and the other countries kind of dipped. So mm-hmm. Canada look, just looked like a team who had the talent but didn't have the chemistry. And they were just really young. They did, I, I didn't see a lot of veteran players on that team so that could have helped a lot also i agree uh, enough of, so outside enough of, for that because i feel like every every game after this i said i feel like every game after this is going to be an olympic game right 
Every game after this is going to be Olympic game. They're all going to be shown on CBS Sports. The Olympics don't actually... Men's basketball in the Olympics doesn't actually start until the end of July, until about the 25th. Mm. And one of our players, who may not be a player next season, but currently a player for us now, Frank Nilakina, is going to be playing for the French national team. Mm -hmm. You've seen uh, them clips that that he's been out there with the practice team already? He looking I've seen, good. I've seen him doing. I've seen him like, yo, what? What? <laughs> what is this? Now, of course, this is practice, so it's kind of you know. There's a lot of dudes already hating. Like, yeah, he's never going to do this in the NBA. But why people like, saying that? Just, he, everything that I've seen in a clip, he's done in the NBA already. Yeah, he has. He's done. He's hit the three. He's done crossovers. He's dunked in an NBA game. Attack the driving lane like, and try to posterize yeah. the big man. He's done Does, that multiple times. Now. Is that his game? No, it's not. But if he makes the fact that I that he's still making it, uh, making a more concerted effort to make it a part of his game when originally he would never do any of those things is a great sign, and it's a great sign. And he he's a guy that I would want to bring back on the cheap, I, and I hope that we can. I hope you hope you can bring him back on the cheap. It only makes sense to see if he can continue his upside. It only makes sense to because of the fact that it doesn't seem like we're going to keep all of our draft picks. And the only scenario where I see we don't bring him back is if we bring in a young point guard who pretty much takes his spot and bring in another draft pick. I should say a young point guard who takes his spot from the draft. Use multiple draft picks that we're gonna actually keep this year. That's the only way I see Frank. I don't even think this team looks at Frank like a like a point guard though. I think they look at him as a playmaking wing, and I'm not mad at that. That's a good point. I, I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at that. So they can take a point guard and still keep Frank, which I'm hoping they do. They could have Frank come out. They could keep keep Frank and have him come out between either RJ or or have him come out behind whoever they have as the three. In the lineup, which in the starting lineup, which, you know, I'm going to actually I'm going to take this time to, to just kind of veer off for a half second. My homeboy asked me, said today, yeah, you know what? I see. I see that our starting lineup could be like D Rose, R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson. I said, hold up. You got Obi at the three. And I wanted to know how you felt about that because I, 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 I love my boy, but I, I told him I, he's not a three. He can't. He, he, you're asking for trouble putting yeah. him there. He's not a three. Leave him at the, at the four, no matter like who else is on the team. Just have him, have back, him, up him back up Julius. Yeah, I don't understand why that's such an unrealistic don't, don't, option. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, he don't has fix a it. long. That, He's going to have a, a, a long time to figure out what his role in the NBA is going to be. So let's not make things a little more difficult by switching him up and making him a three and all this other weird stuff. He's a four. If, if anything, I see him as a small ball five like Taj Gibson. You know, just he needs some of that, you know, lower body strength because I, I feel like their frames are kind of the same. If he does that, he can shoot. He's a lot more athletic than Taj. He should be able if he can learn the defensive rotations and all that stuff. That's that's where you want him. Small ball five. Yeah. If he's but, able to move a lot quicker laterally, then yeah, move him to the three. But that's not realistic, is it? That 
that that's you took the word that's exactly what I told him. He can't move laterally, so you can't be a three. You're like, you you can't. He's gonna get burned. Like can he switch on to threes and hold his on for a little bit, on for a little bit? Absolutely. But he can't do that now and he's not gonna be able to do that and he's not gonna be able to do that this season. And he said, Yeah, if he gets his handles up, no, no. His handles not that bad though. Anyway. It's not that bad, but he's, yeah, not, he's not a wing. Let's not let's not, not push it. He's already, he he's just now starting to get no. comfortable in his role. So let's just let him right. take more time to develop in that role so that when next season comes, he's he's ready. He knows what to do. He's not looking lost out there. He knows what to provide in his minutes on the court. Let's just keep it simple for now. All right. Shout outs to you, Ray. I I like where your head is going, but I Holy! Shout out to Mel too, because he's the one that started that uh, debate with me and uh, about that that the Ben Simmons Kyrie. Right, right, right. Yeah, shout out to y'all, but I, I disagree. So yeah, the French national team is gonna play is gonna play against Team USA. Yeah, on CBS Sports. Game, first game on July 25th. All the games are gonna be on CBS Sports. Frank, if you want to watch Frank, if you're a Frank fan. You want to see if he he can actually play meaningful minutes on a basketball team. If you're trying to figure out why so many people like Frank Nilakina so much and you want to see if there's anything that maybe you could change your mind. France is going to play on July 25th against the U.S., July 28th against a team that is still to be determined, and then July 31st, July 31st against Iran. And then we have our last Nick, Luca Vildoza, who should be a part of this rotation in this upcoming season, unless he's complete dirt, which, judging from some of the clips I've seen, he's not dirt. <laughs> and matter of fact, I see the last clip that just came out either today or yesterday. I looked at that and I was like, maybe that's why we're not looking for point guards. Maybe, maybe that's why we're looking for wings and shooters. <laughs> I think he, he could play with a point guard. Why we can't still look for a point guard? I see he's he he does have a nice little handle. He he makes some nice passes. Yeah. But do we see him taking Alfred Payton's spot? Yeah. As a starting <laughs> point guard? So I see him more of I as a combo know. guard. I yeah, I see him as a combo guard too, but that's fine. It's better than Alfred Payton still. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against the combo guard being our one. As a matter of fact, we we're not talking about the draft today. But when we do, one of my one of the guys that I would be okay with drafting is a combo guard at the one. Can I take he a would guess? Be, he would be. He would be a one. Yeah. What's your guess? Trey Mann. Nope. That's that. I actually him too, but I'm thinking about somebody who I think has a better chance to start as a rookie. With with Tibbs, and I don't think Trey Mann is a is a rookie that Tibbs would start right away. I think Trey Mann would would come off the bench at first. Would we have but to move I up to get him? There is probably. I don't know. I don't know. It, there's some. I'm not going to spoil it, but just let's just say he could fall. He could. He could. We might have to move up. It's still up in the air. But Luca Vildoza, I, I he's he's a combo guard. I'm fine with it. I, I'm fine with it if you're looking at wings and shooters and you want one of the guys that you draft to actually start and 
there are some starter quality wings that you could acquire who can shoot, who can defend, who you could plug right into the into the starting lineup and are going to contribute right away. You have Luca, you have RJ, you put that guy that you draft in there, then you have Randall and you have Mitch. That's a decent starting five. Mm-hmm. If we don't pick up anybody in free agency, which we're probably going to do. I you know what? It could go any kind of way. I wouldn't be surprised if nobody that we signed ended up as a starter. I would be surprised if everybody we started is we signed start became a starter. I really don't know, and I really, I'm just excited to see what we do in the draft before I really delve deep into mm-hmm. it. Even though we're gonna try and delve deep into it next week. Giggity. <laughs> but yeah, I would. If Luca, if they said if we started the season, Luca Vildoza was our starting point guard, even though he's a combo guard, I, I, I'd be like, all right, I can see the vision, I can see it. Luca, RJ, I wouldn't be mad. Wing, wing, Randall, Mitch, I'm not mad at it. He can pass. He can get. He can. He can. He can dribble. He can. He, he can penetrate. Let me. I'm. I'm lying. That's all I really wanted. I'm actually lying. That's all I really wanted. Because I, I, I've been watching so much Sharif Cooper highlights, I'd, I'd probably be mad if we don't draft him. <laughs> save, save that for the right, draft. My bad. But, yeah, that, 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 that one clip where Luca threw that, that pass from the three-point line after doing the dribble move, it, that's, that's point guard-ish, man. Like, you do, do a crossover, do a behind the back, and then where that, where in one swift move, you pass it through two or three defenders to your to your to your teammate to score that's all you really want from the one yeah like really that's all you really want you got no argument from um, me Luca Vildoza will be playing for the Argentinian team Argentina is going to be playing July 26th against a team still to be determined July 29th against Spain and August 1st against Japan if so we kind of touched on this, but if he does show out in the Olympics and is clearly a top tier guard no. in the NBA, do we need to take a guard in free agency slash? Yes, draft? because of the fact that we literally just finished watching Frank perform. Was it last year or two years ago when France and did they knock out USA? They beat USA, right? A USA, they didn't knock them out. It just lowered their standing. So, yeah, Frank single-handedly <laughs> helped USA not achieve the gold. And then they didn't get a single minute the next season. That's what I'm saying. Olympic basketball is Olympic basketball. I'm not going to make NBA decisions based off what happens in Tokyo because... Who are they playing against? USA team isn't the best USA team available because of injuries, because of the season that we just came off of, where they don't want to have a bunch of all-stars going straight from the playoffs to overseas basketball. Yeah, that's about it. That and the fact that NBA basketball is different from FIBA basketball. So if he does show out in the Olympics, it'll be encouraging. He's going to have to show out again in summer league and then show out again in preseason before I have confidence in him to the point where I feel like I shouldn't go out and get another free agent and draft another point guard. I, I isn't it's not enough time in order for us to see him because free agency starts after the draft. 
We'll see. We'll see him in the Olympics, but that's not a a, a good base format to judge a player. I don't feel like. I see what you're saying. I will disagree with you because the comparison that you made was Frank Nilakina in one game, which he had more than one game. To be fair, he played well in a few games, but I don't think you could say that he was consistently. France's best player. Whereas I think that you have the possibility to say that Luca is the best player on the Argentinian team, or at least the top two or three. And if he consistently proves to be one of their best players, and Argentina goes deep into the Olympics, because this is a tournament format where they're trying to get the gold, and they're going to Assuming that's the case, they're probably going to play the USA twice, the USA USA team twice in the Olympics. I would I'm interested to see how he looks throughout the Olympics, and if he looks like he's going one on one, or 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 he's right up there, not obviously not as good as, but he's right up there with like a Lamelo Ball. Luka, Luka, Luka Doncic is also going to be playing in the Olympics. But if it's like, okay, I can't, like, yeah, he's he's going right with them. Maybe he's not as good as them, but he's right there with them. If he plays that well, yeah, he, yeah, I think that's, I don't think you can compare that to a Frank Nilakina because Frank Nilakina is not consistent. Even in the Olympics, he wasn't consistent last year. If Luca Vildoza is consistent and he's playing good like that, you got to, you, I think you would have to put some merit into that. Otherwise, though, Boom. I hear what you're saying. But if he was gonna, if he was that good, Lamelo level ball, why wouldn't he just go into the draft instead of being a free agent? I don't, I don't see him being. I think what it, this, I think what it was with Luca was that he wanted to have control over where he went. He didn't want to be drafted to a team he didn't want to play for. So when you play, when when you decide that you're going to continue to play overseas until you're 24, 25, whatever, that's usually what it is. You want to play. You want to play overseas. You want to. You want to hone your game over there. You're playing against some of the world's best anyway. And now, when you want to go to the NBA, you get you get your opportunity to play for whatever team you want to play for. It's like Pablo Prigioni. He could have got drafted when he was younger. I'm pretty sure, but he waited until but he, he was 35. 30. No, he wasn't. But he was good enough. He was good enough to play in the NBA. And he for sure. And, and if he had going into the NBA a lot earlier, he probably would have gotten a lot more respect for his career than he ended up getting. And he got respect. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's not that he did it. But he's one of my favorite players Pablo in that Prigioni, team. Pablo Prigioni was an NBA player. He was 30. He came into the, into the NBA as a 35 year old rookie. Yeah. And played damn good and played for another two or three years. Mm-hmm. So then became a coach. Right. So, so, I think that we need to keep that in mind also that just because you don't you choose not to get drafted, that doesn't mean like, oh, you weren't good enough. Some of these dudes are making good money overseas and they're playing competitive basketball over there and they just want to have control over their future as opposed to letting somebody else control their future. That's all it is, really. So we don't. We really are just still guessing, and we won't know until we see Luca Vildoza in Olympic basketball and then on an NBA court 
to really know how good he is. And yeah, I, I can't I'm, wait. I'm open to being wrong on this topic. If he comes in and lights it up and makes the front office speculate and start to have internal discussions on whether or not they even need to pursue another point guard, I'm happy. So I'm hoping I'm wrong. Well, one way or another, we're going to see exactly how the front office, how much they believe in Luka based on how they draft. Yeah. Or how much faith that they have that they can acquire a starter level point guard based on the draft. Because if if what Tom Thibodeau says, they're only looking for wings and shooters, doesn't look sound like they're looking for point guards. And there's... We, there are a few guards and combo guards that they could they could be like, yeah, we're going to draft them and have them be our starting point guard. I think that there will be at least one option on the board at 19. If and I've also heard that they're going to move up. So if they definitely have a better shot at that if they move up also. So, But if, they, if what Thibodeau said is true and they end up with a wing and a shooter, they may either believe in Luka already. Or they had know something that we don't know yet that we're going to find out August 2nd when free agency starts. And speaking of free agency, let's talk about these free agent rumors and trade yeah, yeah. rumors yeah, yeah. that's linked to the Knicks. So first up, all, all people have been talking about all last week, for the last several weeks, is the Damian Lillard situation happening now in Portland. What's your take on this? You think we should pursue him or wait to see what happens? first so because it sounds like the Knicks have been behind the scenes monitoring that situation putting together a trade package for Lillard but I don't know if I want to trade for Lillard so I think that I'm perfectly fine with the Knicks doing their due diligence in figuring out what would be an acceptable trade for Dame Lillard what the Trailblazers would accept as a trade for Dame Lillard. And that's where I stop. And I stopped there because we discussed it. I don't remember if it was the last episode or the episode before last. But if your move is just to stop at Damian Lillard and you're fielding a team with Damian Lillard, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. Well, some of the stuff that I've read has R.J. Barrett going out. Some of it has R.J., Obi, and Quickly going out. I'm not making that trade. I'm sorry. And R.J. and Quickly and Obi? No, we're not doing that. Because that's already going to be at least two, three first-round picks on top of that. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not doing that. So, if you do that trade, I have to believe that you but know I don't somebody even, else is coming right I, away. We Why right? would we have to give up all that, though, is my thing. What When you think about the other teams in the NBA that need a point guard, first of all, and have cap space and trade assets to trade for an all-star point guard, what, what, what other team is... Are we competing against the Lakers? They don't have a lot of assets. Well, you're to basically trade, I should bidding. Say. You're bidding against Portland because even if he asks for a trade, they don't have to trade him. 
they don't have to trade him. And they have him under contract until the 2024-2025 season. Word. So, yes. So, and I made just made sure to look it up before I said that, too. If they want to, if he asked for a trade, like, if he were to ask for a trade tomorrow, Portland can be patient and say, okay, just let us know where you want to go and we'll try. But we're not going to... We're not going to kneecap ourselves to send you where you want to go. That's not right, though. After all he did for that organization, they yeah, shouldn't play with him like that. It's not playing with him. It's it, you're not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna throw your team into the dumpster and give up the best player that you've had in how long? Just because he just like yeah okay we want to do right by you. You want to go to New York? Yeah. Let's take uh, draft let's picks. Try and fa- let's try and facilitate something. Not we're gonna only, we're gonna take the bare minimum and not get anything worthwhile. But back, who's saying bare which, minimum? All I'm saying I'm is what everything that is, is speculated to be in our offer is too yeah. way 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 too much. That's a package well, for Giannis, not Damian Lillard. RJ Ob quickly and multiple first round picks. That's way too much. Way too I, much. I agree. And I also disagree. I agree. Because, yeah, they may Giannis. But I also am kind of like, but Giannis ain't, Giannis ain't proved to be LeBron. He, ain't been he proved, proved to be, be better than Lillard, though. KD. He's he better like, than Lillard. He, like, defensive player of the year, MVP. He's making yeah. your team a lot. He, you're going to feel his impact more than you'll feel Lillard's impact on your team. For sure. I don't sure. know if I agree with that. I don't for know if I sure. agree for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm going to put it like, I'm going to put it like this. They, their games are so different and what they bring to your team is so different. Even when it comes to the end of the game, like at the end of the game, I'm not sure I want to put the ball in Giannis's hand. Every possession for five straight possessions. But we don't have to. I'm not saying we have to, but I'm saying, like, Dame is a guy that you want to put the ball in his hand. And you trust the ball in his hand. Like, all you have to do is put, and this is true for both of them, all you have to do is put a team around them that is going to help you compete. But the way that Dame is going to help you win and the way that Giannis is going to help you win is just two different things. So I don't know if it's fair to compare them. So and Portland knows that. Like we just came off of a playoff series where where Damian Lillard basically tried to will his team to a win, scored fifty points, and they still lost. And which helps prove my point. But yeah, but it's not because of him. It's not. I'm not saying it's because of him. It's because of the team around him. Whereas whereas Giannis, I don't see Giannis putting in a like. Like, Giannis is going to put in an all-time NBA performance in the playoffs. Absolutely. But he's not. it's not going to be in the way that Dame Lillard will put in an all-time NBA Yeah, but Dame Lillard's not in the it, playoffs no more. Giannis is still – it's about I, wins, Jelani, not about who I, scores the most and who scores the I most creative. Get I get all that. I get all that. But you got to understand what Dame brings to the game, to your team, and what Giannis – like, you're, you're talking about apples and oranges. They both will get you wins. I don't feel like it's right. apples and oranges, though. 
It is. It's apples and oranges. They both will get you wins and they both will get you wins in different ways. I would love to see I would love to see Dame on the Knicks just as much as I would love to see Giannis on on the Knicks. But I also know that you put one on this team, the team looks way different than you put it you put the other on. Of the course. Team. I, I feel like you get further with Giannis than Lillard though. Because Giannis I don't provides know, I don't know too if I agree much around the game outside of just scores. Like the way Listen, that he put, scores. Let's put it like this. We put well, our two holes happen to be forward and guard. Mm-hmm. Giannis is a forward. And a guard. Damian Lillard is a guard. I, I don't know if I would say that you put Giannis on this Knicks team. The Knicks team is going to have more wins than this team with Dean. I don't know if I can conf- confidently say that. And the reason I don't think I can confidence, confidently say that is because the Milwaukee Bucks team is a better three-point shooting team than the Knicks, which is what plays right, which is what's perfect for, for Giannis. This team ain't, team ain't perfect for Giannis. Yeah, that's why we Whereas changed the team. Dame on, you put Dame on this team, this team is going to be better because – Everything that we needed in the playoffs, we now have with Dame. No. You want to know why it's not the same? Because what do you surround Dame with? What do you mean? Like what, what kind what of player archetypes would you surround Dame with? Good players. <laughs> what makes them good? You need players who's going to be defensive, right? Which we have. Who can also shoot. We have some of that. How many players we have that can defend and shoot? RJ, if you want to, if we're talking about, we're probably going to trade RJ Bullock, for him. RJ Bullock, Bullock, but but we're we're talking about a scenario where if you just plop these players onto this, current yeah, team, it, I like, feel like it'd like be I, easier to just surround the team around Giannis because all you need is shooting. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. So so I, all right. So I I see what you're saying. So I'm not going I'm not going to disagree with you further. I'm just for me if I'm looking at it from just kind of all right outside of this specific scenario. If you're giving up all your pieces for Dame or you're giving up all your pieces for Giannis, yeah, I guess ultimately I agree with you. I would rather give up all my pieces for Giannis. With that being said, next to Julius Randle, I don't know how much I like Giannis. But we would probably have to trade Randle for for Giannis. I don't think they would play together. Then, uh, if you if you're trading Julius Randle, you don't have to give up all those young players for for. So it's a different trade. So, touche. Whatever, man. Like it's it's it, this is a hard discussion to yeah. have. Like, 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 yeah. You would. Ra- I would rather have this package for Giannis. But if you do that package for Giannis, this team looks doesn't look as good as you wanted to. The package that I would do for Giannis. I would want to do for Dame, Mm-mm. but they're not. They're not gonna. That's I would, where I, I disagree with you, Julius. Are. I would trade Julius for for Dame, uh, and then try, see if you could get. See if you could get. Julius is a lot younger than Dame. To, to yeah, he is. That's the only reason but, we, that would, it would make me uncomfortable. Because if we have a young all star who's on All NBA, and then you get a guy who's up there in age, who's also All NBA and an MVP candidate, possibly. For, down the line now that he's in New York and but how long is that going to last? You get what I'm saying? Like I don't see Damian Lillard's career lasting into his 40s. Dame ain't going to be 40 by the time his contract is over, man. He's going to be pushing it. Ain't he like 32, 33 right now? I'm about to look it up right (laughs) now. But I'm saying pushing 40. He's going to be like 30. I 
I, he's I thirty right now. I don't my think bad. he's gonna be. Yeah, he's 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 thirty. Like he'll be thirty five when he's done. And I think when he's thirty five, he's still gonna be one of the top guards in the Hopefully, NBA. Yeah. Like, I know I think he will be because his game, the stuff that makes him special, it's not it's it's not like we're talking about Derrick Rose or we're talking about somebody who has to kill themselves. We're not talking about Russ. Like Dame is a guy who who can just get a bucket. He can he can be what Chris Paul is now, except obviously he's not so. a he's not a point god like Chris Paul, but his game can can go into 36, 37 because of just how he plays. I don't think I don't think you have to worry about Dame when when this contract is over. I think you have to worry about Dame for the next contract. But if you're trying to get him now, add him to some young pieces that we have here, which I, according to some reports that I'm seeing, that's not what we're going to do. Okay, let's say we put Dame next to Julius Randle. I don't like it, and this is, we're going to come back full circle. I don't like it unless I know that you have somebody else who's going to be there with them. If you're giving oh, up no. all of these young guys, you better be bringing me somebody who's a top-tier level player in the NBA because – Otherwise, you just you handicapped us for as long as we have Dame and Julius and whoever I don't else think you're so. going to add. I don't think no, that's I, a handicap because it, if you think about it, we're in we're in a similar scenario as the New York team with Carmelo type that came off the 54 wins and made the playoffs. We're kind of similar to that team. Well, no, no, no. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. I'm. Power we had time. some of the same achievements. <laughs> we had a lot of the same achievements that as that 2013 team without having to trade the whole farm for a Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. So, because we're on that side of the fence, rather than having traded for a guy to get us the success, I feel like... When you tra- trade for a guy who's going to also add on to the type of success that we had in the 2013 season, and the, I mean the 2020 season, where we got to the fourth seed and all that type of stuff, the only way we could go is up, I feel like. Because the guy that we traded for last time in 2013 was Andrea Bargnani. This time, if it was to be a Damian Lillard, I wouldn't have a huge problem with it if we sold all of our young talent because of the fact that we have a young all-star, young all-NBA player. And to complement those two guys, because picture Damian Lillard and Julius Randle in pick-and-roll action over and over. I would That's love unstoppable. To see it. I would love to see it. But I'm still – I still you, – you said it in another podcast. If we kept RJ – Right, because back then I was saying OBIQ picks for for Dane, and that was it. We keep Mitch, we keep RJ. I don't even want to give up IQ. I know you don't, but you said Dame, RJ, pick your pick your three. Randall, Julius Randall, and Mitch. It's not getting us there. It's not. It's not getting you there. Now you're taking RJ out of it, out of that. And Dame is going to be making 30-plus mil next year. Who are you bringing in? Who are you bringing in with 
25, 30 mil. You want to know why you can't say that? You're not bringing them, you're not bringing them in, huh? You want to know why you can't say that? Why? Who did we bring in last year? Free agency. And we got to the fourth seed. Yeah, but but with, but when you bring Dame in, you're bringing, in him, you're bringing him in with the hopes of being a championship contender sometime soon. Right? And That's the only reason you bring him in. You're not. You're, you're choosing not to be patient because yeah. you could be patient and wait to see who you can get in free agency in 2022. But even it doesn't really in, matter who you get in free agency because you're not beating enough teams to make it to a championship team with Damian Lillard and Randall as your two top players. So I guess what I'm saying really you need a better sense. player. You need you need a better you need, either need a better player or you need like three other really 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 good players for the cheap. It, just regardless of what the contract is, they need to be on the team. And then you need a bench. So yeah. can you do that? Can you can can you do that if you trade for Dame before everything else? I don't think you can. I think you need to have I think you need to have the young players, whoever we draft, you need to have them show out, be solid contributors, and you need to have either a big free agent who is going to help this team get better. Or multiple free agents who are going to help this team get 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 better. Maybe not big names, but names that are better than Reggie Bullock and Alec Burks. And once you have that team, now you trade for Dame Lillard. You have your you have whoever your big two, whoever your other big guy is with Julius Randle. If you ended up getting that big free agent, or you wait until the next season and you get your big free agent then, and then you get. Dame Lillard or whoever else is out there and you make that trade and now yeah, you have a team that might be able to, to to challenge for a contender but if you just do that trade like you say you do it during the lottery I mean sorry during the draft you're not going nowhere like I don't see I don't see the path unless you know something is going to happen in free agency or you know something's going to happen in the next offseason unless you know for a fact but if you don't know that for a fact and you're just swinging for the fences I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And I want But this it. front office doesn't they haven't shown that 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 that's that yeah they yeah, have but it's shown they that they, also, they they they're very calculated in all their moves. Go ahead. But there's also been at, at some points maybe a little too patient too. No so, such thing as a Knicks fan. No, no, you can be a little uh-uh. too patient. You can be we a little need too to patient, be more patient. in the window. We need to be more patient. Like if we if we come into this next offseason and we do that whole we're gonna have Vildoza be our starting point guard and we're gonna draft well and then we're gonna pick put assign a bunch of guys mostly for the bench. If we do that, I won't be mad. And I know a bunch of people would be mad and we probably would end up losing more games next year. The but most likely I wouldn't be scenario that I see is IQ makes that jump into the starting five and Vildoza's playing in the, the role that he played this year. He comes off the bench. He's the facilitator with Derrick Rose off the bench. And we sign a few guys to bolster up the bench now that IQ isn't down there to, to provide that spark. That's the most realistic thing that I see from this offseason. I see IQ making that step to the starting five. I need to see him in Summer League first before I can... He might not need to play in Summer League. That. No, he's going to play it's in Summer official? League. official? He, he's a rookie. Not a rookie no more. It's extra reps. He, he was a rookie this year. He, it was extra reps. Uh, there's no reason why Quickly and Obi both don't play in Summer League just to kind of show how much better they were 
from last year. Remember, they didn't play in There wasn't a summer year. league. Exactly. So you want to get you want to get them the extra reps that they didn't get last season. You want to see how much they improve their game over the summer. You want to kind of get a glimpse. Like I need to see quickly do have a better handle and perfect that floater and get close to the rim a little bit more before I'm comfortable being like, yeah, he can go in the starting lineup. Like if I, the only way I see him in the starting lineup right now is if you push RJ to the three and you make quickly a two and you have a really small lineup. That's the only thing that I see right now until that aspect. Of RJ's the been changes. a three all year. Right. Well, he's been kind of interchangeable with Reggie. I mean, he's sometimes a two, sometimes a three because they're interchangeable like that. But you said the those at the one and IQ at the two. That's the only Rose way I would the bench see. running the one. Right. And we just draft that's the, way, the, that's the only way I two. would see. Or even if you have D Rose starting and IQ at the two. Like that's the only way I could see IQ playing. I don't see IQ taking the point guard spot. I think that they want IQ to get there, but I don't I have to see his handles and his court vision and his shot inside of the three point line to elevate to a point to where I trust him at the one. And I think that's that same shit goes for mm-hmm. Tom Thibodeau. But speaking of some guards, it seems like it's all guards that we talk about when it comes to free agency and trade rumors. Yeah. Colin Sexton getting he's getting he about to get the boot from Cleveland. Shea Gilgis Alexander, they talking about moving him because OKC is uh planning to go full rebuild. Full rebuild, you know what I'm about to say, right? Full rebuild, full rebuild mode. Let's say it together. Full, full rebuild mode. I said it wrong again. All right, whatever. <laughs> apparently, Shay is a, a little. He's getting a little too old. Apparently, from a Zach Lowe's podcast is what I heard, or Brian Winhurst, one of them two. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's getting a little too old for them to want to have a roster built around him even though he's only like 22, 23 years old. So I don't know how much I believe that report, but if 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 SGA is available via trade, I feel like we should go get him. What's the trade? If, if the trade's a good trade, I mean... For a young player that hasn't proved much, I don't think that it's going to be... Like, he proved a lot to people who just watch basketball, but he hasn't like technically proven anything as an all-star appearance, no all NBA, all deep, none of that. He hasn't done any accolade things to raise his trade value, which is why I say we should pursue him because he's a young, talented point guard who we probably should have drafted a few years ago instead of Kevin Knox. Anytime I feel like there's somebody for a trade, I think about what I would have to give up in order Draft to get picks. Them, and I'm like, we ain't gonna have to give up a, a, a farm for SGA. I can promise you. It's that. not. Even, it's not even about a farm. It's just I don't. I draft picks have value depending on where you are. Or, and we're not bringing on a lot, a lot of young players. Or how good your team is, or bad your team is. I got a trade for you. Yeah. If we trade. Three of our draft picks in this draft to hear this year for SGA, would you be mad? Depends on the picks. Everything but the 19th pick. 
No, I wouldn't be mad. Everything but the twentieth pick, twenty-one I I, pick. I don't think I don't think you get SGA for only picks, though. That's a lot of picks. We have four draft picks in this class. I don't think a you first get round, from, two seconds, and maybe a future him. swap. I don't think I don't think you get him for. I think me. I think it's a slight chance you get him for all four picks that we have this year. A slight chance. But, but you heard what I just said at the end, right? A, a future first round pick swap. I don't think that I don't think that gets it done because the pick swap you you would be assuming that the Knicks would still have a worse pick. But it doesn't have to be a pick swap with OKC. It could be a pick swap with another team's draft pick that they have. They have like 30 draft picks. If you do a pick swap with, not a Houston, a Golden State pick or a playoff team. Thing. They have they have all the picks in the world. Like, why, like what do they need picks for? Because like, I, I they love having they, picks, acquiring picks in draft. I mean, in trades. That's, 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 the, that's the team that acquires picks for players. That's the team that does it. I think at a I think at a certain point it's like all right we gonna you're gonna still do this like <laughs> like I think they're stashing those picks for something and I don't think having three or four extra picks is gonna is gonna swing the deal for them I but think so. I could be wrong that's three wrong. first round if picks if if that's yeah if that's what it takes I mean I'm not mad at it if it's three if it's three if it's three picks I'm not mad at it I just don't think that. I think they have to really not value SGA. Or two first-round picks, I should say, in two seconds. I I think they have to really not value him properly in order to give him up for that. And maybe a player. I think they can get that same amount of picks, that same number of picks, and a, a worthwhile player that can play on their rotation. But who's making that trade with them, though? You need a team that doesn't have a, a point guard. That's already slim. That's the Knicks. I don't know. Listen, I there's a lot of scenarios that I'm like, oh, that could happen, and then I'm like, I don't know if that, that could happen. Like, Let's really think about it's, it. It's all seem like it's all seem like like yeah, it's possible, but it's also like, but is it really possible though? And that's how I feel about this. You gotta the treat it like real estate. I'm, the only thing that I'm not, I'm like, okay, this actually does make sense. Is if Cleveland gives up Colin Sexton because of where they're drafting, and and they don't want to pay him the max. They don't want to pay him. Yeah, whoever trades for Sexton is basically trading they for the have, rights to pay him. They have Garland, and they're probably gonna pick up a guard where they're drafting. A good one too, real good one. Yeah, Jalen Green. They like unless. It's either Garland or Sexton, and I'm willing to bet that it ain't going to be Garland that they trade out. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I, I could see them giving up Sexton for less than value. I don't think that they will. I think they'll get decent value for for Sexton, but I see that more with Sexton than I see that with SGA. I don't see it with Sexton. He's not a playmaker at all. If we want sex, then we might as well could have kept uh, Alonzo Trier. Yeah, sure. But if you give Alonzo Trier his own team, put Alonzo Trier on uh, Cleveland instead of sex, then he's going to drop 32, 30, 40 points, and they ain't going to win shit. You're putting a lot of. 
<laughs> you disrespecting Sexton a little bit. But, but Alonzo Trey was a bucket. I was looking at his highlights the other day. I'm like, yo, he was all right. He's not even in the league anymore. He's in the G League, like, though. He was always a bucket. He just couldn't play as a team and he's not play defense. He's playing in an NBA team right that now. That doesn't mean nothing. Luka wasn't playing on an NBA team last year. There's so many good players that's not in the NBA, and then they come into the NBA and just light it up. Am I right or am I wrong? Just because you ain't playing for a team right now don't mean your cheeks. I'm not saying his cheeks. I'm just saying that the, that Colin Sexton's value may be low, but I don't think that you can say like if you're gonna trade for Colin Sexton, you might as well have kept Alonzo. Like I think that's it's a little that's disrespectful. Dis- I'm sorry, that's slightly disrespectful. But you get like, what I'm trying. Uh, like he's not a playmaker. He's not a playmaker. He's just gonna be a he's guy who's going to dominate the ball and try to score. He's not an answer. You're right. He's not a playmaker. He's not an answer for this team. I wouldn't want to trade for him. I wouldn't want him even in free agency. So I would rather SGA out of the two. But there are other guys that I think I would rather too, but we don't know enough about their situations in order to talk about them. At least not this week. Yeah. So I think we're going to wrap it up here. We're at an hour 20. And yeah, you got anything to plug Man. No, I don't. Uh, I I don't got nothing to play, plug either. Um, a lot of people's birthdays just passed, so happy birthday to all of you. My boy Lavar sometimes listens to this podcast. Happy birthday! And shout to out you. to your name being Lavar, because if we get Lavar Ball to come with Lonzo to the Knicks, that'll be lit. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with uh, anything, but my bad. Tanya, I'm not sure if she listens to this, but happy birthday to you. Uh, Happy birthday to Aria, uh, Bryce, Liam, all people, all younger people who don't listen to this <laughs> podcast, but maybe their parents will. And happy birthday to them. And I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of other people because I know a lot of cancers, me being one of them whose birthdays are coming up. But I'm going to just wrap it up there. I think that's all. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Deuces. That intro music was Broadway Boo by Gotti B, formerly known as Bugatti Blade. You can find us on Twitter at The Knicks Take. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you for listening.